It's green for go, they're racing. He says go, he says Tara, and Tiger Tara roars away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race, the rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat, a miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane Podcast live from Tabcourt Park, Menangle. Paul Cochran's my name. I'm standing next to Jessica Watkins and Freddie Hastings. And of course, Jessica Watkins and Freddie Hastings are therefore standing next to me. Hello, guys. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Hello, Jeez, Fred. That's a bit uh, too deep for this time of the morning, <laughs> Paul. But just yeah, we're math, standing. Just a little bit of mathematical <laughs> equation you? for you there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how's your Week been, guys? Yeah, really good. Uh, very chilly here in Sydney, this I think. It, it has Oof. been over the weekend, but no, it's been a good week. It's going to be worse tomorrow. They, they're talking zero in some parts of the West, so uh, yeah, rug up. <laughs> the sun is shining, and, and for that we can be very thankful yeah. because there's nothing worse Beautiful when it's day. this temperature and, the, and it, there's a bit of precipitation attached, Jess. Yeah, no, there's nothing worse than being at the races when <laughs> there's a bit of rain, but no, the sun's out shining today, and hopefully it keeps us all nice and warm for well, this afternoon. I thought you were doing a Tim Bailey there. Yes, yes, <laughs> get a matter of precipitation. And well, I did see a bit of Sam Mack on sunrise this oh, morning, so maybe I'm, I'm a little bit influenced there. Um, hey, at least it's, a, it's an afternoon day, mate. I mean, you guys were here Saturday night. Uh, that was chilly 101 Saturday night. Yeah, definitely had the heater cranking in my little office over there. But I, I tell leave you upstairs. what, I stayed oh, up there. It was absolutely freezing. Second Duna made its way into my, my <laughs> um, property last night uh, after watching the Aussies. Oh, geez. Uh, we talk about footy a bit. I'm going to bring a little bit of my own passion to cricket. Come on, boys. 170 odd to win. Let's go. We got to get this first go. Losing Smith really uh, that, that was a that was hard. Well, uh, I've, I've rolled up a few uh, a few of our um, our forefathers, should we call them the English? I, I put a tweet out yeah. on my, my just saying because there was a send off. Aussie Kawaja got a serious send off. Oh. you know, and you don't you don't give someone a spray when they've just knocked got 141, and he's throwing his wicket away. And I just said, I don't think that would have gone unnoticed by the Australian dressing room. I think this morning it had something like 180,000 views. I've been copying diatribe, not, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Oh. Uh, a lot of Aussies are coming in to back me up, though, and it, is, it has become a colonial war. Well, they, they say racing Twitter and Trot's Twitter goes off. I tell you what, I've noticed cricket Twitter, it can be very volatile. A little bit vitriolic, I must admit, and, uh, you know, long you can mate, handle it. this is only day, well, we're only up to day five of a 25-day series, Freddie, so, uh, yeah, no, yeah, long, you can handle mate, it. it lasts. It's been a big week. Now, Freddie, you said in, the, in our opener, which I love our opener, it says she is a star with a capital S. I tell you what, we have got a star with a capital L on the show today. Lauren Tritton's on the line. Hello, Lauren. Hey, guys. How are we? We're nervous because we haven't had an international guest on before. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> hey, we've been doing our research. Now, you're, you're based over in the States now and doing great things. We'll get into that. We were, we were watching a little bit of YouTube before. Did we suspect a little bit of an accent creeping into El Truton? I knew that was going to pop up. <laughs> Especially there's, there's, one the word, there's one word I noticed, and, and. <laughs> And a little bit and, of mom. And. A bit of mom. Mom. There all was right, a mom. All right. All right. I, I can't. I can't do that. That's, that's, that's the playing, one. Is this, is this just you getting into, getting into um, I guess, into characters so that the, the, the Americans can understand you? Is this what, what we're dealing with? And now you're, now you're back in with us. You can sort of get back into your Aussie ways. It, it, got, to, it got to the point where people were waiting uh, at the end of my conversations to tell me that they had no idea what I was saying. So, um I just had to roll with it. Like uh, even Shane, Shane orders Chinese, and he ends up having to pass the phone to me because nothing gets ordered because they got no idea what he just said. That is it's insane. I, I totally resonate with that. I was at a, a wedding in the states just under a month ago, and it, it was an Aussie mate of mine getting married, and so there was an Aussie contingent there. And the number of blank looks we were getting when mm. we'd have these little conversations about the old uni days or something like that. And in the end, we just thought. Why are we trying to explain ourselves to the to the locals? We're, we're <laughs> nearly just being polite here. They had no idea what we were saying. They, they couldn't understand some of the slang and the vernacular. How often did you get yeah. asked, "Were you from um, uh, England or New Zealand?" Because oh, yeah. often that. Yeah, question. I get. Yeah, I get the Kiwi a lot. Yeah, yeah I yeah. get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, 
you know, New Zealand's. You know. I honestly think they think that New Zealand and Australia are like very two different, like two same things. Um, mm-hmm. They don't, you know, kind of think it's different <laughs> countries. That's that's how I take it anyway. Hey, Lauren, you're doing great things. Um, we don't hand these out willy nilly. Uh, congratulations! You, we're putting the. And the, the, the notes for the podcast, we're joined by history-making driver Lauren Tritton, and, and we don't say that lightly. Um, you had a, a great result uh, last week, winning the Battle of Lake Erie there in Ohio with, you know, a horse that, that we know really well here in Australia, Lock and Var Art. But, you know, obviously the journey to get to that result that, that you guys produced last week is remarkable in itself, given the, the speed bumps and the road bumps that have been along the way. Congratulations. How are you feeling after that result? Yeah, thanks. Look, it, it took a few days to, um, you know, actually sink in. Um, you know, you dream of what happened last weekend. Um, you know, we, Shane and I dreamed of coming to America and then we dreamed of winning races and then we dreamed of winning a grand circuit race. It's like, this is just insane. Um, you know, and it, it took a couple of days to sink in and, um, you know, it, it was just what dreams are made of and, and the crowd was just, absolutely crazy you know they were roaring and clapping and they made a big hoo-ha out of a female um, actually driving in the race and and winning the race so it it was just it was just awesome i want to get to that with you but the the, i guess the question we've got we know what lock and varat's capable we've you know we've seen this superstar of a horse in his pomp particularly that you know the battles the head-to-heads with king of swing when the king was was doing his thing um, so when you at Lock and Var Arts Cable, how did how did this horse manage to slip under the radar of the Americans and go around at such a price? Yeah, look, I I raced Artie as a two and three year old with Muscle Factory, as you know, and I, and we knew how special he was, and and um, you know when we when we found out that we were getting Artie to train, we were kind of you know told people what what sort of horse of caliber was coming over, and they just blew it off. Um, and then he qualified good and still blew it off. And then because I was driving, um, they they just kind of didn't didn't really care much about it. And they thought maybe if he was such a big thing, we would have put a professional driver on from here. And <laughs> then when he came out and won his first start, people were just you know like, wow, this horse is okay. And then when he came out and won the two heats of the Bagada, people knew how serious this horse was. And and then we we just you know. Um, he started getting invites left, right, and center for stakes races, and and um, you know I think then kind of people sunk in a little bit that he is an actual superstar. So just um, I got one for you for Jess. So the battle battle of Lake Erie, if you can compare that race to something that we would be more familiar with here, where does it sit in the in the grand scheme of the big races in the states for our listeners? I'd probably say like the Lensmith Mile or. Okay. Um, you know those yeah. the mile sprint races, yeah. Like it, it, it was you know two hundred thousand dollar invitational race. So that's 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 their uh, Ohio inviting what they think is the best uh, nine horses or eight horses in in the in the country. So um, that that's how that plays out. You know, it's just that that's what they think the top their top uh, pick would be, and that was the race. Okay. Lauren, as Paul mentioned just before, your history making, you were the first female to drive in the Battle of Lake Erie and then also the first female to win the race. What has been some of the biggest challenges you faced in adapting to the American racing style? Um, it, it's, hard. it's hard for any person to come out of their comfort zone um, uh, and, and do it in another, let alone do it in another country. Um, I found it really hard um, to, um, you know, kind of each track, they have their different patterns, their different racing patterns, and then each track has a different 10 drivers, basically. So you got to get to know them. you got to get to know their racing style, their racing pattern. Um, and it's not, you know, like in Australia how a horse, you know, if it's neat, it goes on the front end, it goes on the front end. They drive here by pricing. So if a horse that's, drawn the outsides one to nine odds on favorite um they will just let it go straight to the front where as you would know i would be the type of driver if my horse needed to be better suited on the front end i'd put it on the front end if it wasn't you'd sit it in so that that kind of you know if you're an outside favorite or an outside price horse sorry you don't get the front 
they don't they don't want to sit behind a horse that's high up in the market because they think that no one likes that horse, so it might not go good. So that that was really hard for me to adapt to. Um, and the speed, like we're going 50, 50 mile, 49 mile rates around Bankstown and Penrith. Like it's just, it's craziness. And that was really hard for me to get, to get used to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of warming up. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, keeping on the theme of, of, you know, being the first woman to win the race and drive in the race, it's commonplace here. We see, we saw, you know, um, we saw Kate win the, the Miracle Mile here back in March. We, we've seen, you know, Karen Manning so dominant you know, for, for so long and so many other female drivers, yourself included, winning plenty of group ones. What's what's the reason or is there, can you pinpoint a reason, you know, and hopefully it's not, you know, uh, good old sexism rearing its head, but, but why is it harder in the States for not just not just you know, harness drivers, even jockeys over there don't, don't get many opportunities. Why is it harder over there, do you think, rather than you know, our industry here? Yeah, Freddie, it's, it comes up a lot, this question, and I try not to raise the sexism card a lot, but mm. this country is so stuck in the old times that they don't like change, and there's so many women that have come to me after me winning a race or um, even, you know, last weekend and thanking me for for them coming out and starting to drive or starting to train horses or going out in, in, a, in a real race, you know. Um, it, it's, it's like, like I said, mentioned before, there's the same 10 drivers at the track. It's not just women that aren't getting a go. It's the young kids as well because they have these same drivers at, the, at each track. They, they're 40, 50-year-old. They're still going to do it for another 20 years. And then there's no new blood coming through. And, I, and a lot of women don't get a shot. Unless they're like me who are, you know, sort of driving my own horses, they're not getting a shot off anyone because I just don't, there's a lot of people out there that just don't think you're good enough. Um, And there's not many women that think, I don't care if you don't think I'm good enough, I'm going to do it anyway, Mm. which is where I came in. (laughs) And I tried to explain (laughs) that to to them, you know, like it doesn't matter if you, if you stuff up, everyone stuffs up, the good drivers stuff up. Mm. You just need to go out there and show them that you can do it and you're human too, you know, and I try and drill that into them. And there's been a lot of women come out from the amateurs and, and try and have a crack at it. So hopefully it, hopefully I can make a change to this old-fashioned sport over here. How good's that? How rewarding so that flag, must be flag for people to, raiser yeah, for people the, to for come the along. Pause. And Influential. Yeah. yeah, people to come along and, and you know, thank yeah. Lauren that she might have just cracked that nut maybe. The, you know, the glass, well, they call I'm the glass trying. I'm, I'm yeah. trying. Yeah, it, it, it is the plan. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to go out and and start a, you know, a war or anything. But I just, you know, there's so many. There's there's a amateur which is like our junior drivers, but they have their own races where the amateurs just drive. And there's so many women that drive in that amateur field that just need to take that next step into the open driving professional drivers that they just so scared to, and they don't. They either don't have that. Um, you know, mentor or someone just to push them that little bit further. And, yeah. and I mean, after every time I win a race, I have someone thank me for mm. for doing that. And it's not thanking me for winning the race; it's thanking me for for showing that I that I am able to be out there. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's relatively new to this industry myself, you know, a couple of years in, I love that <laughs> that it's giving opportunity to young girls to someone to be aspirational to. That you know that that we're not. You know, saying, "Gee, I'm not backing that because Amanda Turnbull's driving. I'm not backing that because your sister Gracie Pinella's on it, yeah. or Gemma Coney, or you know, or, yeah. or whoever." And that's you know, how I got, started. Yeah. That, that, that's how I started. Like even last week before the before the race, before Artie's race, um, there was a comment put on social media that um, there's no way that um, I should be out there in this oh. race. There's, you know, Artie. Artie needs to have a, a professional driver on. And then those people after the race were then saying oh, wow, she proved me wrong, blah, 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 you know. So it's it just it's those little comments that will push someone back from taking a risk, um, you know, that I, I, I hate seeing that when I'm trying to push the women to ignore those, those little comments or thriving, which is what I learned to do, thrive off those bad comments 
and show them that you can do it. Well yeah, you think about it, 50 years ago we were having lady only, ladies only races and they were, they were considered a novelty. Now we, some of the very best in the craft are, are, are lady drivers. What about having Kevin there? Kevin Gordon's the owner of Lock and Varad. He had a lot of faith in, in you guys. I mean, I, I can vividly remember having a discussion with you around around 2020, the time of COVID, and you were about to make the big move, and then you get a horse land on your lap like Lock and Varad. To have Kevin there, that must have been pretty special. Oh, look, Freddie, there's a video servicing of Kevin and Leone cheering Artie mm. down the stretch. Like, it gave me goosebumps. I watched it a million times. <laughs> like, it was just, like, what are the chances of Kevin and Leone being there yeah. and Artie winning one of those races, you know? Like, it, it was just, it's, like I said, it's just something that you dream of. And it was really special. And, I mean, Kevin made a scene. Like, he, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone knows at Northfield who Kevin Gordon is, let me tell you. Hey, um, it'd be remiss of us not to congratulate Shane as well. Yeah, of I mean, course. Yeah. you know, as you know, training the horse, and you know, congratulations to both of you. It, it is a such a leap of um, leap of faith for you guys to have packed up and go and set up somewhere. America is it might be the land of opportunity, but you know, it's bloody hard. It's a know, long way to, away to, as well. Well, to make and that move they did to it take all during COVID as yeah, well. Exactly, to for you guys to have established yourself from ground up. And then go on and win, you know, and be successful. And for you to prove your stripes and say, you know, bugger the lot of you, I'm a bloody good driver here, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you what I'm made of. I think it, it, it deserves significant, you know, respect and applause. I'm not really sure who you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> seriously, Shane, Shane has done a, a super job with these horses, and especially Artie. Um, Artie came over with a few problems, and we just sat down and spoke about it and made a plan and and you know it obviously has been really rewarding but even coming over here um I always thought Shane was just talking and all of a sudden next minute he was booking our flights and we were going and I kind of was very positive about it but very very scared but um he just led the way and I can't thank him enough he's dead set made dreams come true and He's just on a on a high right now. You know the horses are absolutely flying. We're we're trying to ride the wave before it crashes. So, um, you know he he's got the barn just just low flying at the moment, and I couldn't be more prouder of him as well. And you know he takes so much on his shoulders, and he, he just walks around like nothing's wrong. Yet another winner tonight. Yeah, another masterpiece uh, cracked a win tonight. It was actually a mile a mile and a quarter race. So. Oh. That's that was, unusual that was at Yonkers. Quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was a it's a it's a heat. It's a they did a half mile, a mile, and a mile and a quarter. So, um, actually, no, a mile and a mile and six. I think it was tonight, and then it's a mile and a quarter next week for the final. So mm. that'll be good for the the Aussie horse, and uh, hopefully he can get it done. And um, it's more exciting as um, it's a me Mario actually made a three hundred thousand dollar final next week at Yonkers, so called the Messenger. So that's quite mm. quite um, exciting to head towards. Hey Lauren, what's the what's the the American um, outlook on our product here in Australia? I mean, we see and you know if you sit up late enough at night, or you're up early in the morning, or you're degenerate like myself and got sky racing on at 9am we're seeing you know the racing product from the states on our tv screens what's if we flip that what's the the american lens on on our product here as in like showing the australian well, racing just, or you know, seeing it and, and is it aspirational like is there a desire to, to you know invest in it to I'm, be, to I'm, not, I'm not i'm not going to lie to you that the broadcasting for um racing in America is quite terrible. Um, they don't have like Sky Racing, which shows back-to-back race after race. They actually have channels. So Yonkers has its own channel. Yep. Meadowlands has its own channel and so forth, which is, I think, crazy because if I don't watch, if I don't flick through the channels like a mad old man in his couch, I don't get to watch <laughs> each race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fresh. <laughs> no, I, no, I, uh, I, I, you don't get to watch mm-hmm. each race. So you have to pay, and it's a subscription to watch. It's kind of like, it's called RTN, which is Racetrack um, News, and it doesn't actually, it, unless you click on that track, you can't watch it. Which I think is crazy um, because then you're not showing Aussie racing, you're not showing uh, any other track. You know, if you're a, you're a punter, you're continuously flicking through the TV. I, I just mm. think there should be time slots and 
And um, I mean, I guess there is so many tracks that race each night, which there probably wouldn't be, but then that's why we have Sky 1 and Sky 2, right? Yep. So I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, maybe before when I mentioned the old fashioned, it's kind of like they're just scared to change and upgrade, but. We, Lauren, we've got um, one obviously you've gone over and done really well, but you, you're familiar with the the crop of a. We, we talk on this show so often about the the amazing young talent that we've got here in in New South Wales. You know, from your Cameron Hart's, Jack Callaghan's, you, you know, as you said, Gracie, we've mentioned her and Blake, and you know, the, the, we could go on and on about the young talent that is sort of this sweeping through our state. Um, I've no doubt they've got aspirations to apply their trade, you know, in the States, you know, such as you guys had. How do you think they go? And, you know, is, is it as simple as being able to just say, you know what, I'm going to go to America and have a go? Or, or are they, they've got some challenges in front of them even just to get drives in the first place? Oh, look, I think it would be really challenging for someone to come over. I think Toddy really landed in the right spot with his brother's with his brother and his, his brother actually was outed at the time. So his brother, kind of, Toddy, actually kind of got those drives, but not knocking anything away from him. Toddy's done a tremendous job. But I think if they really need to come over here and work for a trainer and then prove to that trainer that they're capable of doing it because even when I came over, it didn't matter how many races I won or what I won, no one wanted a bar of me driving. Um so I think it's going to be quite difficult for a young kid to come over and prove in the driving ranks without, you know, knowing anyone or, or I know, being under someone's wing, um, which is like I, I mentioned before about, you know, it's a shame that there's no young blood coming through because they don't get the opportunity. So I, I it would be hard. I'd love for Gracie to come over. I'd love for another girl, especially a Penella, to come over and show what she can do. She's just she's a she's a tremendous driver. I think she'd do really well in Menangle. I try to get her there, and she's got a great mentor and DJ. But she's stubborn and she won't leave. So <laughs> she's got she's got fantasy points down up in the up in the Hunter region, Lauren. Um, you know, um, hey, so I know. You, 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 it's incredible that you you say that. You know, you went over and had to start afresh. Given your CV, you know, youngest, youngest to five hundred wins. You did that, you know, before you you burst out of the teenage years. Um, your you CV, you, you know, as you know, Jess can reflect, she's got notes here around some of the big races that you you know that you won over the years. It's incredible to think that you you have to start afresh and, and reestablish yourself. But you know, kudos for doing that. What's the what's the goal over there then? I mean. I know that Battle of Lake Erie is a big race, but I reckon you've I reckon you've probably even got other targets on your mind. Yeah, um, honestly, uh, I keep having to set new goals because I didn't think I would crack some goals that I have recently. But I, I just I'd love to win another another big race. Um, you know, maybe something at Meadowlands. I've got a big uh, me and Artie got a big month coming up um, with some stake races. I think this. I think the Garrity is in uh, July fifteenth. I think it's worth four hundred fifty thousand at Meadowlands. I'd, I'd love to win something like that, um, you know. And I've got a really nice two-year-old filly right now um, that I own a share in. Uh, in her, she her she yeah, she doesn't have um, normal races like you would as a two-year-old. And then leading into big races, her first starts in a heat of a big race. So um, I'd love to, uh, and I broke her in myself. So I, I'd love to uh, win a stakes stakes race with her. Um, just, just keep, I just want to keep winning races, you know, and, you know, we're, we're doing really good right now. And just like I said, you know, you've got to keep riding that wave. And I think that's the goal, you know, happy family, happy barn, mm. you know, we're all happy. Do you get much chance to, you know, outside of the racing bubble? And I, and I know you guys are time poor when you, when you're running stables, but gee, uh, oh, I mean, I, I envy you, I envy where you are and, you know, being on the doorstep of that concrete jungle where dreams are made of is Alicia Keys call it there in New York um yeah I mean I do you get a chance to get out and explore yeah look um, we try and do as much as the, with the kids as possible I, you know that's why I don't drive as much as what I need to be um I, I I would love to spend as much time with my kids as possible and my daughter's really into horses and my son's into sports so we juggle between those two and Try and get as much done as possible. What's, what's he love? What's the sporty? What's baseball, 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 soccer. 
Yeah, baseball. Baseball and golf, my son. And oh, golf. That's cool. Very good. All right. Cha-ching, cha-ching. I yeah, would love good. my son to be. I'd love my son to be a professional golfer, and I'm sure Shane is uh, pointing him in that direction only. Yes, yes. Does he support the uh, the Yankees or? Yes, he's a Yankee. Yeah, good Aaron lad. Judge, that's him all over. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, you guys are doing great things. Um, a quick question about: I know that you're a student of what happens here, and you got to you, you guys keep a close eye on what's happening here. Um, you know, we're all about talking about the Eureka at the moment, and, and the world's richest race is on our on our doorstep. We're only uh, two months away from from that. Uh, coming into play and being a reality, uh, we're super excited about it. Have you had a look at that? And because we're talking about ambassadors, I haven't had a real good names. look at. Yeah, I haven't had a real good look at it. And I, I think Shane would even um, say the same thing. It, it, it's a it's a toss up. Like you know, there was a lot of hype about um, Captain Ravishing, and uh, you know, Shane and I were optimistic about him when he didn't be on the front end and things like that, but. It's going to be a really good race, and it, you guys have done such a good job pumping it up. You know, it's, it's making its way over here with the news about you know how much the race is worth and and what you're doing to support it. So it's going to be a really interesting race, and I, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, Charles Oliveira, obviously the UFC fighter with more than six million Instagram followers, just uh, just a few less than you, Lauren, um, is uh, obviously going to be a nice little. A nice sort of moth to the flame, I would have thought, for, for people, Jess. Taking on Luke McCarthy. It would yes. be very interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, I've actually – we've actually met Rossi. He's such a good guy. He's not what you expect to see a UFC fighter. He's like a real skinny guy who wears glasses and it's just not what you expect. And he's such a humble guy and loves horses. And mm. it, it'll be such a cool event. And, um, yeah, you guys will love it. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. But it's, uh, Any plans to get back over here for a – for a visit or any, anything coming up soon, Lauren? Uh, no, not really. I haven't. I haven't. I'm, I'm trying to get as many family members over here as possible. <laughs> it's just a long flight. Um, but uh, I think Ash Brennan's on her way over and then Ka- Nanda Karen comes over um, the end of the month. So, um, you know, I've been trying to get DJ over. There's no one I want more next to me in a big race than D- DJ, but... Um, you know, everyone's just busy and it's such a long flight over, but yep. yeah, hopefully soon. You guys are doing great things. As I said, we, we, again, we congratulate you on the success and let's hope there's uh, plenty more of it to come um, because uh, you're flying the flag nicely for, for everyone over here. We're, we're super proud of, ha- of the achievements you guys have had and I, I hope you feel the, the love and support and the, and the, and the warmth of spirit, uh, that obviously the good vibes that are being sent from, from these parts, Lauren. Yeah, thanks, guys, and it's really good to hear your voice again, Freddie. It was a real cool to hear the, the calls at the start of this, and, uh, you know, thanks for all the support, guys, and I hope we do you more proud and um, keep it coming. Good on you, Lauren. Keep it up. Thanks good so much, Lauren. Uh, all right. Wow. There oh, you geez. go. We didn't bring any tissues in. Uh, <laughs> well, the big man was going to tear up. That <laughs> oh, <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> Turn it up. No, it was good to, good to, good to chat with Lauren and, and learn a bit about the vagaries of their industry v our industry and, and in particular that that aspect about the young drivers they compete at their own level type thing and it's hard to break through and then the the females in the sport it's it just learning a little bit about that it's uh you know we just see see the races on sky as a rule meadowlands yeah. um yonkers and the, the racing and I've, I've had the privilege of calling three races at yonkers and um that's you know one of the things over there that they're really big on is uh lauding their uh, owners the owners get a lot of so when you call them onto the track, you don't say you know number one trained by Shane, driven by Lauren. You say the driver is Lauren Tritton, and the horse is owned by. And in the case of Lock and Varad, it would be uh, you know K KJ Gordon. Um, so it's it's all about the owners over there, and whether that's a uh, you know because they're the ones stumping up the money and they're stumping up the training fees, they get plenty of uh, reward for that. I know uh, as as Lauren said before, we went to where that uh, often the trainers don't even front at the races. They send yeah. their grooms or what yeah. we would call strappers, I guess. So the grooms, they're, they're known as over there. So the trainers don't even go to the races. So the, 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 the owners and the dr- uh, driver gets the, all the kudos. Well, it's like, um, you know, you, you see the Super Bowl. It's not the coach or you know, or the best player. It's the owner of the team coming yeah. out. When the Denver Nuggets won last week, it was yeah. you know the, Mr. Cronky, the owner of the team, come out and get the trophy, which has always felt a bit funny. But that's mm. that's, that's just how the American is. way. Yeah, and the, so. as you said, Freddie, they're stumping up the cash. So um, 
Fantastic to have Lauren on the show. We've been trying to get her on for a while, and it just seemed appropriate to have her on this week after such a big result uh, in the last week gone by. Uh, we've had big racing here, Jess. Uh, trebles each at Menangle on Saturday night for Cam Hart and Jack Trainer. Really doing good things. One of those was Hot to Trot. Won the trotters mile for Jack Trainer and, and Mark Jones. Yeah, Hot to Trot seems like a really, really impressive type, and it did everything right on Saturday, and it reaped the rewards and. Also really nice, we had Mr Colin Watts OAM here on course on Saturday to make the presentation. It was the Yamamoto Trotters Mile and he yep. drove Yamamoto to victory in the 1966 Inter-Dominion Trotters Final. Yeah, good. You won't see hot to trot in anything but mobiles, according to Jack. Um, so uh, I was talking to Jack on Sunday. He said that when the horse came over, he, Mark Jones, said, look, he's pretty ordinary from a stand. Just be warned, he's no good over here. Jack thought, well, we'll give him a go, see how he goes. And, of course, his first run here from a stand, he was diabolical. Since then, he's won a mile race and run fourth in a mile ra- uh, in a mobile race. So Jack has said exclusively mobile. I posed a question to you guys just before we came on air. I said South Coast Arden was very good on Saturday night. Obviously won the um, beat out of Orlando on Braview Kelly. That's now three from three for the Fitzpatricks. Went 151.9. And I said to you guys, is South Coast Arden the real deal or is he beating up on at a time of year when it's not you know, the ultimate mm. elite racing. You guys are in camp very good. Yes. I think so. Absolutely. Plain and simple. Yep. Yes, yeah. I think yep. he's a very nice horse and I think he'll have big targets with the Fitzpatrick stable and I think he's going to be very competitive here in Sydney. They've sent him over pretty much. I, I had him pegged being a typical Kiwi, maybe a, a, a distance type horse. Um, we saw him do really well in the, the JD uh, Watts, but Interestingly, Gavin said that the owners pretty much wanted him here for mile racing, so you'll right. see a fair bit of him at so, the mile. So, where do you think South Coast Arden ends up? You know, when, once we get into carnival season, uh, he will uh, obviously he'll target he, he's he'll he'll target the the Miracle Mile and yep. those sort of races. But I, I think in the short term, they were still deciding whether he was going to head uh, to Queensland. Certainly, be competitive up there um, and earn some good money. But uh, he's he's a serious racehorse, I think, Jess. Mm-hmm. It'll be exciting totally once Carnival comes around. Yeah, seeing that. Uh, already mentioned Cam Hart had a, had a treble at Menangle Saturday night. He had one last Tuesday here as well. Actually went three in a row through the middle of that card. Yeah, I think that's just standard place now, isn't yeah. it, for Cam? Hearing him drive three winners, it's, it's the standard. He's getting some great opportunities at the moment on some really, really nice types, and he's still getting the win, so well done, Cam. I'll tell you what hasn't been the standard, but I think it could eventually become the standard is Leighton Green doing similar. You know, this is a kid with serious talent, picking up more and more drives. So well done to, to Leighton, well done to Dean and Kerry McDowell. They had a treble on Tuesday as well. That's one of them second was, in three weeks, I yeah. think, Paul. Yeah. So one of them was Maximus Meridius, which you've got a high opinion mm-hmm. of, Freddie. Um, naughty boy early, but has started to string oh. it together and do good things. I think he just all in the head. As yeah. I mentioned, Dean had mentioned that they didn't, the horse hadn't done anything wrong in its early starts and then it, when yeah. it, or its early trials, and then it came here at the races and was a bit lost. It's in on Saturday in the, the final of the trot final, and I, I, yeah, he, he's a very serious little trotter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jack Trainer had a good week as well. As I said, already, you know, we mentioned that he had a treble at Menangle Saturday night. He had a treble at Penrith on Thursday, included Naturally Gifted, which is a horse that's on a lot of the tip of a lot of tongues. Um, some talk about, you know, potentially around the Eureka with Naturally Gifted. Interesting horse. Yeah, he first start for Jack at Penrith on Thursday night and it was a really, really good win as we expected to see of him. But yes, I think there's been some whispers potentially. Could there be a Eureka slot coming up? He's headed up to Redcliffe this Saturday night to contest the derby. So we'll see him take on a stronger field again from that Penrith race and keen to see where he levels up. And remember that he, he took part in uh, a Renshaw Cup after his derby campaign here and, and raced horses like Porter Prince and a few of those seasoned hard-headed horses as yep. a three-year-old and he acquitted himself well running third in that race absolutely uh bernie hewitt double to close out that penrith program good to see bernie come to the come to the metro tracks and and, uh, yeah. and do well in the midweeks uh, well done uh, amanda turnbull double to bookend bathurst on wednesday night a double at parks on friday for mitchy turnbull so good on you mitchy one of the good blokes of uh of our, of our industry there was a turnbull trifecta i should mention at parks race three so we have mitch beat amanda beat nathan and their cousin emma was fifth and, the, and Dad Steve trained the Quinella in that. So a nice little family kind of situation. Not unusual, but 
doesn't happen all the time, I guess, but well, it does at Bathurst. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was at Parks. Oh, you know well, that one. You know so what I mean. Race Western three Parks. Western District. <laughs> yep. Uh, Peter well McRae and Blake Jones doubles at Wagga on Tuesday. Jake Hughes. So we say Blake's name a lot, but Jake Hughes. Well done. He actually won the last two on that on that program at Tamworth on Thursday. Brad Elder did the same. Uh, well done, Bevan Pringle. Um, He's a name that we haven't mentioned a great deal on this show, but double at Newcastle on Friday as well. So I actually back black booked Mustang Millie for Bevan Pringle a few months ago you and did. it managed to win. So there you go. Excellent. Excellent. This is the best Jess, what's the best thing you saw this week? Yeah, last Tuesday there was a bit of a unique feat, feat here. After six races had been won, over two dri- only two drivers had won events, and that was Cam Hard and Leighton Green. Mm. Then heading into the final race of the card, they were on a four dollar and two ninety. $2.90 chance, respectively. Well, Seaton Grimer came along. He led on the fortunate sun and just let it run, and it raced away to victory. And that was actually Dennis Maricic's first Clubman Angle winner. So How good. parties all around yeah. for those three drivers. I love those stories of people breaking through for that first win because, as you said, you know, that's their inner dominion at moment at times, mm. you know. Um, and, and as you get further and further in the industry, you get a little bit immune to that winning feeling, I'm sure. But that first win, you never they're never going to lose that moment, are they? No, that's right. Yeah. And you always remember he came down for a photo, Dennis, and was very excited. And everyone puts in so much effort to their horses and it's so good when they're able to be rewarded yeah. with a win here at Menangle. Fantastic. For me, uh, not so, well, just believe second in that group one uh, uh, in uh, at Bowden, Sweden, that was fantastic. I didn't but catch it was the call. it was the call. Harry Cheadle's call. How, I didn't you know? catch it. How did, did you catch it? Go? Uh, did something catch like it a around the turn and just believe. Come on, Australia, start <laughs> cheating. Give it to us. Give it to us. Greg Sugars, you're going to run second. Be proud of Australia. He was oh. fantastic. If you get the chance, go searching for Harry Cheadle, otherwise known oh. as STC, Swedish Trots caller. Uh, he <laughs> has it, it was like there was no other horse in the race. <laughs> It was just all about just believe, and uh, you know, when he said, "Come on, Australia, give it to us," you know, I thought, I didn't "Oh, think you he was going to do it." I didn't think he would do it either. I thought we could try and stitch him up, but he's done it, Freddie. That was unreal. Oh, well done. well done. There's only one Harry Cheadle, but I hope that takes Twitter by yeah. storm. No, as I, said, as I said when he was hamming it up before the show, I said. Somewhere in Sweden, there's someone doing a Freddie Hastings. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, it's the best since Polly put that kettle on. <laughs> Turn it up. The king is in the but castle anyway, once uh, Harry, again. Uh, Harry Cheadle's call of uh, Just Believe, and, and just the effort of Just Believe, and and, and Greg and Jess, just fantastic. Uh, flown the flag so famously well for Australia, and uh, uh, was beaten in a Group 1 by a very good horse over there. Yeah, yeah, well done. Um, I actually wasn't sure if it was Harry Cheadle or Tony Gregg from the 12th man. I mean, oh, I can't believe it. I, I can't, can't believe it. That's what he said. He said, I can't <laughs> believe what I am seeing, just believe. <laughs> anyway, oh, enough of that. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, fantasy harness racing, guys. Um, obviously, lockout, lockout's on, on, on our doorstep right now as we go to air live on the live stream. But um, two weeks to go, that margin. We, um, Tommy and I did the fantasy uh, podcast yesterday our leader had a 90-point lead, 57 points it's been paired back to with two weeks to go. And next week, we've got three triple points races. Wow. We've got driver unavailabilities. We've got a lot of volatility Queensland Carnival, people weeks. going mm-hmm. north. So, oh, 33, what was 90? And I'll tell you what he did. He had Will Rickson as captain instead of Cam Hart, which Matt Lepard, who I know you're familiar mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. Freddie, he had Cam. He's second. I think the car's going to be one by one of those two. Yes. The other one, I'll tell you what, if you come second, nothing be sneeze at. You get a $5,000 Harvey Norman voucher. Plus, you get the, the flights the ho- and the accommodation and the hospitality at the, at the, the Eureka. Eureka. It's a serious prize pool that we're putting up. But, yeah, two weeks to go. Uh, even that chase for the top 10 to get all those Eureka VIP spots is, uh, is on because, you know, they're going like hotcakes, aren't they, Jess? They are. They're going to be hen's teeth kind of material, a VIP ticket at the Eureka. Without a doubt, the interest in the race has just been unreal. And as you said there, those VIP tickets, I don't think there's many left. So yeah, yeah. very rare commodity. Just on fantasy, don't forget tonight, a bit of a rarity, the, the Wagga meeting tonight. Normally it's, tonight, it's just Tuesday, yeah. Menangle, and then it moves to Bathurst and so on. But Wagga tonight. Yeah, is that is hashtag Riverina form into your Riverina team. Form. Yeah. You want to find a winner yeah. there. Jones, and that's Jay good painting. For, yeah, and that's been good for people. If well, they you know, literally when lockout happens at midday Tuesday today, there's only one race meeting that they won't 
know the fields. That's right. And I think that's Newcastle. So awesome. They'll name Borgas. Di- help five. make a difference to your team. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, at, at a really pivotal and week for the game, critical time for those at the lead. Mm. Um, I think they'd appreciate question no without notice for yeah. you yeah. Uh, having been the I guess the the, the engineer of this mm. you know uh, mastermind of this concept is there a, a thought maybe in the next season that when it's run that there might be more than six meetings six meetings the potentially yeah potentially yeah. what we'd like to do is is make a lot more drivers more relevant as as we know it's been you can put yourself in a position where you can really kind of put a lot of points emphasis on our metropolitan drivers. But what we've seen in the last few weeks with driver unavailability, so, you know, Robbie Morris not driving here, Luke McCarthy not driving here, you know, Jack Trainer, you know, hit and miss, Jack Callaghan's been suspended, Blake Hughes. It's made the pool of drivers in the point spread go a lot further. And and that's opened up a lot of opportunity and a lot of doors. and, And we think that being able to have more races involved will potentially... So it might happen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what you want to get to a point is you go, well... You know, if I'm going to put the captain and get double points for our captain, is it for so long it was, well, do you pick Cam, do you pick Robbie? It's probably one of yeah. those two. Or, you know, Josh Gallagher Absolutely. had a few good weeks. But you want to get to a point where you go, gee, Nathan, Nathan Turnbull's driving in parks and he might have a fill-up there and he's got Bathurst as well and I add up his points that he might get. Gee, he's a legitimate captain option. Blake Jones might go great in Riverina or Tommy Ison might have a day out at Tamworth, what yep, we've seen yep, him do. yep. And I add that up, it might actually be worth more than what Cameron might get in the Metropolitan. So I guess we, you know, just that, that's a bit of tweaking, that's but it's that a possibility. Yeah. I, look, yeah. I love it. I, I just love yep. fantasy harness racing, and uh, I, I'm coming 81st, I think. So I'm still hanging into that top yeah. 100. Well so what I would Very say, good. Freddie, is, um, you know, love I did it. reach out to all the people who've won weekly prizes yep. during the week. You know, the distribution process is in place with yes. them, but, you know, the invitation's there for people to just. You know, pass on their reflections on what season one looks like, ideas that they think might make the game better. Um, you know, and that feedback has been coming back. I can't say that it's not a great deal different from what we've probably already had up our sleeve anyway, to be able to try and, you know, make some changes to the game to make it more dynamic. And, 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 but yes, it has been a game that has certainly put, we had some meetings with the developers yesterday that's put um, the conversation out there. You know, and it's stimulated the conversation around our sport. It's put our regional tracks more on the radar of yep. people um, for, you know, and given midweek racing an emphasis and some momentum, which is, you know, and it's put drivers at the forefront of people's minds and raised their profile. And, you know, we got that when Will Rickson was here. Remember, he said someone came up and asked for an autograph yeah. <laughs> merely because they were in his fantasy team. Well, that's great feedback, you know, yeah. and, th- and that's great for the drivers because they deserve it. And, you know, people like, you know, imagine how popular Lauren Truton would have yep. been if, you know, she was you know, driving here when or, you know, or the game yeah, was around yeah. when Todd Lauren McCarthy, was in her yeah. driving here. So, you know, that, and that's what we want, you know, to, to be able to create that that interest in, in our sport and in the drivers and the broader conversation. Yep. You know, it's ticked Terrific. a lot of those boxes, Perfect. yeah. Okay, so uh, eight races this afternoon, Jess. Uh, as we said, it's a little bit fresh in the air, but a beautiful sunshine day here in Sydney. Should be fantastic. Yeah, it'll definitely be nice, I think, until about the last two races when the sun's set and the cold's definitely set in. But first race kicks off at 1.33 and two trotters races to kick us off for the day. Isn't today the shortest day of the, or is it tomorrow, one of the, the, the winter, winter solstice? solstice? Yeah, so sure. it's going to get dark quicker. It might be the excellent. last three races it'll get dark. Yeah, excellent. You enjoy Happy your days. nice warm well, call lovely as well. Day night cricket. <laughs> yeah, lovely warm <laughs> box upstairs and I'll be twilight, The twilight action for you, Freddie. Uh, so Wagga's tonight, as you said, and that, that's what our fantasy points are, are yep. applied to tonight. Bathurst Wednesday, we've got Tamworth and Penrith on Thursday. Young, Dubbo and Newcastle on Friday. Bankstown and Canberra on Monday. So um, actually, no, they're not racing on Monday, are they? No, no. No, I've got, my, I've got some old notes sitting there, so sorry about that. Um, so yeah, and then Menangle Saturday night. Yeah, good night of racing on Saturday night. I mentioned the trots, uh, two-year-old trots final. That'll be a beauty, but the support card's very good and uh, good to see heaven on high uh, go around again for us uh, in a very, very tough race. Yeah, he's, he's up there, and yeah, I it's gonna be a good, good metric. 
Well, it's a good good measure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good good metric, good measure of, of where he's at. But gee, it's a, it's a really good good field that second race. And Blake Fitzpatrick will. Yeah, Blake's drive. driving. Yeah, uh, Jack's heading north for the Queensland Carnival. He's taking a team of horses. Horses like BK Swy uh, will be on the truck, and Brave U Kelly, of course. So uh, they're, they're, he's earmarking some some good and races. He's familiar with the horse, like he's done done it before. Oh, Bla- well, yeah. we, the horse since he's been here has only had two drivers. Yeah, Jack who just happens to have won all five, sorry Blake uh, Jack's won all five <laughs> no races on him there. and then and then uh, and then Blake's driven him whenever Jack's been either suspended or away uh, like he spent some time in the states and so forth and now he's gone to Queensland so Blake will jump into the bike and the horse doesn't lose anything with Blake uh, being in the in the cart okay has uh, your black book is going for us Jess yeah, I uh, ran third on Saturday night here okay. at Menangle, but this week I've gone with GFC. As it crossed the line last week, I actually messaged Freddie straight away and I said, dibs on that one being my black booker. <laughs> it just powered home there. It's in similar company again this afternoon and so I'm hoping GFC can run a drop. Global financial crisis. <laughs> That's the one. Topical. That's the one. <laughs> winnie, winnie. Topical if you're following my black bookers at the moment. <laughs> it's a, a crisis, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, my Blake, look, it's it's easy to jump onto the winning form bandwagon, but gee, I'm I'm really taken with South Coast Arden, um, and I like what I heard Gavin say about the horse. He's actually in on Saturday in the feature race, the the mile, the Golden Mile, so um, draws out a bit. But he's a, he's a nice horse. What I liked about him this week, Paul, he was in in for the fight, developed into a bit of a dog fight, and he he really wanted it. He he really gripped hard and chased so, um, and was able to stave off the challenges. So I like him. Putting a nice picket fence together too. Yes, um, my word. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, now, we, we mentioned this last week. I'll reiterate it because it's important. Strategic plan is available on the Harness Racing New South Wales website for uh, feedback, consultation. So get involved. Um, everyone everyone in the industry has had an email sent out inviting those those invitations and feedback. So get in and, and do that. We've mentioned a couple of times young Lila Truon. So she's been sort of making moves, but... Oh, geez, I tell you what, I went on the GoFundMe page and had a look. The industry has really got around this cause. It makes me so proud the way that people have, have you know, said, gee, this is, this is a, a worthy cause, this is needy, and they've, uh, they've jumped on board and, and helped out. So, Lila, our thoughts are with you, the, the extended family and everyone, our thoughts are with you, and, and um, uh, you know, we just wish you the, the best of luck with, with that recovery because, you know, um, yeah, tough times for the family all around, guys. Yeah, uh, and also last week we teased it, but the the, the fifth horse for the Eureka has been named the Lost Storm. That's a good get for the tab. Yeah, very exciting. I think we were waiting to see would Clayton and Emma get a horse into the race, and they have. It's the Lost Storm. He had an absolutely incredible two year old season, and he'll line up here in, on September second for the first time the at Clubman Angle. And how exciting will that be? Absolutely, and he's the first of the. The field, so, so far five of the ten have been announced and he's the first of the three-year-olds, yeah, which yeah. is interesting. And that's yeah. advantageous, isn't it? Because you get the... Yeah, he, like he's, well, he's, it might be advantageous depending yeah. on the horse. It's going to be interesting because, we, you know, you were just touching on naturally gifted, bit of whisper around it. Um, you've still got some very talented horse flesh to be uh, sorted. And then you've got the, the winners of the Hayden and the Bowtide uh, for those uh, Queensland and Tassie slots. So uh, very interesting. But he was the first of the three-year-olds. And why wouldn't you? He's got an amazing uh, uh, form line. Uh, the Lost Storm and a serious horse. so And, and so well-respected in pre-post futures markets that he's I think he's about uh, third or fourth favourite he's second favourite behind Leap to Fame uh, in the big race up at uh, up at Queensland um, so he's he's a serious racehorse what about uh, I was going to touch on Leap to Fame quickly uh, smash the, the track record up there in that. Queensland uh, I think you'd be pretty happy if you'd secured Leap to Fame as your, as your slot for this race yeah well that the, run was just incredible yeah, incredible yeah, like yeah. no words was, and yeah. I think is he currently the tab fixed odds yeah, favourite? Yeah, 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 and yeah. he rightly justifiably so the Seymours have put be, so yeah. much into the sport, and they were quickly uh, uh, they they you know, nominated him as their their runner, obviously, and yeah. uh, with justification. We've seen him here. We've seen how good he goes here. Um, he, he dodged, you know, races like the um, the Ch- chariots. Uh, to, to mainly focus on the Eureka, so he he's an amazing horse. But but what a what a field it's starting to develop yeah, into. When you, you, yeah. you consider, you know, we've got a Miracle Mile horse that's winner. It's going to be in, yeah. in the in the field. Yeah, catch a wave. We're, yeah, you know, 
Captain Treacherous. Where, where's the, where does it end? It's Captain just Ravishing. amazing. Captain, this, uh, Captain yeah. Ravishing. Captain sorry. Ravishing as well, who yeah. we just beat. But, but Catch five away more to come. There's some interesting ones in, in market that, are, that don't have slots, like a horse like Major Delight. Yeah. For example, that we've seen do so well here. Very good. Absolutely tear this track apart. We'll take the um, advantage as well, being a three-year-old filly yeah. yeah. in the draw. Yeah, so interesting times. And it's, it's you know, we had Nathan Turnbull on. Remember he told us, no, 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 I'm not. we won't be doing the Eureka. Still remains just... Flirting with the market there, somewhere around the sixth or seventh line of betting, better be the best. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Nathan does, whether he, whether he sort of decides, you know, why not? You know, the well, opportunity's there, yeah. why not? And then we've still got um, the loaders. As well. Yes. Could rip, potentially. But maybe rip, but I, I yeah. think I mentioned, I was talking to uh, Wayne up at uh, Bathurst when we had the, the Tab Regional Final, and he said, in this caper, you've got to have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan yeah. all the way through. So Rip, I think Rip has always been their ideal uh, contender, but Wayne being Wayne, um, they, you know, Wayne, um, Julie, they'll have other, other options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about the Eureka in the lead-up to that on September 2nd. Jess, I know the club's doing amazing things. We've been involved in meetings and that. We, we can't... Yeah, there's things in play which we all we could say is they are so exciting, aren't they? <laughs> they are so exciting. <laughs> it's just going to be a mega night and days leading up to it. it is, I'll tell you what, harness racing hasn't seen much like this. What's coming? It's, it's going exciting, to be a night it? to remember, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. just for the action on the track. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, guys, go well uh, this week. Yeah, good racing here this afternoon. Fancy harness racing. There's so much going on. Uh, have a good week. You too, Paul. How good was that, Evan Lauren, on the on the line? We went a little bit longer than we than we um, probably thought we might, but yeah. You know, and there's so much we didn't get to with her, but yeah, I, I love hearing that perspective that we're seeing from abroad. But you know, her take on being someone who's been successful and the challenges and the, and the speed bumps she's had to overcome yeah. in order to get to where I, she I is found right that now. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, to everyone uh, tuning in on the live stream, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. If you're listening on the podcast, wherever you are, uh, we we. Equally, appreciate that. And if you are in a position to give us a like, share, follow, kind review, we would appreciate it. We love bringing you this show and it helps uh, amplify the profile of the sprint lane, but broadly, harness racing here in New South Wales. And uh, we've got a product we want to sing from the rooftops and we want to continue to tell everyone about the great things that are happening in harness racing New South Wales. Jess, have a great week. Thank you. Good luck to the Eels. They've been playing this week. Yes, we are. Are we? Yes, we are. I think we're playing on Saturday night again, yeah. Go to the Maroons tomorrow night. Oh, goodbye. (laughs) Good good place. You can tell it. Hey, Jess, you can tell a Queenslander. (laughs) You just can't tell her much. I'm joking. (laughs) You don't get an accent like mine growing up. (laughs) Good on you, Paul. Everyone everyone have a great week, and uh, we'll catch you next week on the Sprint Lane. Bye-bye.